This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Welcome back to the show. And we're talking about gratitude. And the question is, how do I bring this into my life? Because it's so important for us to figure out just practically what to do and how we could implement some of the things that we've heard from both our guests. And because being able to walk away from this holiday with a real good sense of some practical steps could really change what happens for us for the next holiday and for the next holidays. And so I want to tell, share with you one story. A bunch of years ago, I was giving a seminar and the seminar was about growth and success and all these different areas, mostly with regards to entrepreneurs. And there was one woman in the, in the audience and she came to me afterwards and she she almost looked as if like she was really like she'd gone through a lot. You know, she had a really nice smile, but never came out. And we were talking a little bit about her business and what was going on in her in her career. And then slowly I started to realize that there was much more that she needed with regards to career advice. So at some point she says to me, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? I said, sure. She says, I can't get out of this funk. I can't break this cloud that is surrounding me. I said, what happened? She goes, well, I was recently divorced. Her husband had left her for a individual, a colleague in his office, and she was alone. She raised her kids as a, as growing up, um, and she started her career later, and her kids are all grown up out of the house. And here's a woman who is right now a little bit later on in life, and what she had thought was going to be years that she can spend with her husband, retires and her kids, now she finds herself alone, and she just can't seem to break out of her funk and it's affecting her obviously her her life it's affecting how she treats her children even her kids she's she's perceptive enough to realize that even with regards to her children they're like you know it's they agree with her and they empathize with her but like how many times could they sort of hear it and then they're starting to like not really want to be around her as much and she's slowly losing her grasp on everything that she's built in her entire life and she has nowhere to go and no idea of what to do so I sat with her for a little bit and I gave her this little bit of advice. I said to her, you have to figure out a way to get rid of the cloud and to see the world in a little bit of a brighter place. And she goes, yeah, I know, but it's easier said than done. I go, I, I got it. It's easier said than done. And a lot of what I'm about to say is things that you're going to, it's going to sound familiar now that because of what we spoke about in the show, I said, to her, you have to do two things every day when you wake up in the morning, I need you to write five things that you're grateful for. Five things every single day before you get out of bed, before you start your day routine. I need you to go to take a pad by your bed and just write five things, whatever they are, your health, the the fact that you live in a secure place, your, your apartment, whatever it is that you're grateful for. Just write it down. Nothing too big and nothing too small. Just something. She goes, OK, that's easy. Go on. Here, here's the catch. You can never repeat something ever. It goes down to on one day and never goes down again. 
And I want you to almost have a rolling list of new things that you are grateful for. So she does it. And oh, she goes, okay. And the second thing, I said, every time you see your family, I need you to find one thing that you take pleasure in with your family, whether that's sitting with your grandkids, whether that's talking to your kids, whether that's sitting at a dinner table and everyone's around you, whatever it is, while you're experiencing something, I need you to fully enjoy that pleasure. She goes, all right, I go, but you got to do it no matter what, whether you like it or you don't like it for three months. And then I want you to email me. She goes, I'll try. She leaves. Three months later, I get an email. And then six months later, and then nine months later, and then 12 months later. And I begin to see the impact that these two ideas, these two exercises have on her life. And what I saw from the reaction, what happened in her life, she says to me, at first it was like painful because she was so used to feeling sad and so used to feeling depressed. And she was almost getting to a place where it was her against the world to have to stop that feeling and to make herself feel grateful for things, even the small things that she took for granted, right? The things that are, have become habituated, the background noise, like as Janice said earlier, right? Where it's easier, it's easier for us to say thank you to the, to the barista that handed us the coffee than to our family because we're used to our family to have to stop and to focus on the background, to focus on the things that we are sort of, you know, we take for granted, shifted the way she saw the day. But what happened was, was that after she got through 20, 30, 40 of these, she had nothing left, right? Like after you're thankful for your health and food and walking on the street and not getting, you know, killed or whatever it is, what else are you thankful for? Then you start getting into body parts. Okay, but how many body parts do you know? And then you start getting into like family members. Okay, how many family members do you have? Like, and then sports teams, I mean, how far can you go? So she had to really stop and look, and she found herself throughout the day saying, oh, okay, wait a second. Okay, I got, you know, I was first online. I'm thankful that when I went to CVS this afternoon, I didn't have to wait on one of those long lines. I'm thankful that when I go to my bank account, there's money in the account. She's going through the details of her day and reminding herself that, oh my God, remember this one. I'm going to put it on my list. And what happened was, is that it trained her brain to look for things to be grateful for, which then ultimately trained her brain to feel gratitude, which made her feel more positive. It was the thing that we spoke about with, with Emiliana before, right, in the last segment, how you can fake it until you make it. You could force your attention to see things that are much more positive, to be grateful for things. And as a result, because your nervous system can't pay attention to everything and is now forced to pay attention to certain things, and because your mind is plastic, because your mind is malleable, the, your, the neurons in your brains are constantly changing and shifting. Remember the work she spoke about from Sonia Lubomarsky? It's constantly shifting. Your brain gets used to seeing the good. Your brain gets used to feeling positive. And as your brain gets used to walking down the street and looking for things that you're grateful for, your day becomes more positive. It's almost as if we have a choice to look at the world and decide how we're going to interpret what's happening to us. Now, this may sound totally new to people because we were trained and we were raised with the idea that if you want to have a good life, you have to work so that you can get things so people will give you things, right? As you're in school, no one's going to tell you that if you want to be a good student, just sort of be happy. 
They're going to tell you, go get grades that you can go get out of school and get a good job and then you can get stuff. And the getting stuff, the race, the climb is what's going to give you the life that is going to make you happy. We never hear that when we go through life, much of the happiness is our decision. It's not what is given to us. It's how we process that which is given to us. And we're so overwhelmed by this struggle. Right? We, we take it so seriously. We, this is our life. We are so in awe of how much it has to, we have to put into the effort we need to exert to get the life that we want that it would never even dawn on us that the life we want is the life we have. We just can't see it. It's the filter that we are using to process the things that are coming at us that is broken, not the things coming at us. And that's the Louis C.K. quote in the beginning. That's why I played that clip. We're living in the greatest time ever, and we're still not happy. It's not because we need more stuff. It's because we don't know how to process stuff. And just being able to process the world differently changed that woman's life. And the second piece was this pleasure circuits in the brain that we also heard about in the show. How our brain has pleasure circuits. And when we activate those systems, it changes our whole life. It changes how we deal with stress. It changes our immune system. It changes our resilience. Our brain, when activating its pleasure centers, totally shifts our lives. And we can activate our pleasure centers when we desire. I'm not saying that life is always perfect. I'm saying that when we are in the moment, why are we not appreciating it? Right? Our life should be more the way our kids eat, I find. Right? Kids eat the way we need to live life. Right? They have to eat certain foods because mom makes them and no one wants to eat really good foods. You, everyone wants to eat delicious foods. And so mom forces them to have chicken and, and mashed potatoes and broccoli. And so they eat it. And deep down they may fight you, but deep down they know it's good for you. So they eat it. But when you give that kid some dessert, you know how kids eat dessert, right? 5% in the mouth, 95% in the neighborhood. That's how they eat it. Right, they love that thing. You watch a kid eat dessert, like you look at him and you're enjoying you're enjoying the dessert by watching it all over his face, right? So I'm not saying there aren't moments where you got to eat your broccoli, but when you get to eat the ice cream cake, why are we not appreciating it? Why are we not eating it with all of the, the life's gusto? Why don't we aren't we grateful? And why don't we take pleasure at the moments that we have? reasons to be grateful for and reasons to take pleasure in. And I think if we would just stop worrying about all the things that we do not have, we'll deal with it. We'll work about we'll work on it. We're not gonna stop working. We're not gonna stop worrying. We're not gonna stop, you know, doing what we need to do to take care of the things we need to take care of. That's not what I'm talking about. Thanksgiving is this incredible time where we're able to realize that there are moments in life where you have to be grateful. There are moments where you have to work. But there are moments where you have to stop and take it in and be grateful because it's in that it's within that moment of being grateful that you are able to gain so much of the perspective that you can get you need to live the life that you want to live. And I would even go a step further. A lot of the stress that we put upon ourselves are are it's fabricated stress that we have because we're trying to get a life that we already have if we can just fix our perspective. Get that? If we can just be more grateful, we're probably going to save ourselves stress because the stress that we feel 
I think in part is because since we lack gratitude, we're constantly in need of third party or things on the outside to make us feel good. And so we're stressed to get them. Once we allow ourselves to feel more grateful, then we allow ourselves to look at the world from a place of abundance and not from a place of lack. Check this out. There's a great, I found a great clip from Oprah and where there's a moment where you think that people like Oprah are like, you know, they're like totally, you know, impenetrable. But there's a moment where she broke down and what she found was that expressing forced gratitude got her through it. Listen to this interview that Oprah did. What I know for sure is no matter what you're going to, this too shall pass. And that all trials stands to have you look at yourself and say, who am I really? You know, I remember calling Maya Angelou one day crying, literally crying, sitting in the bathroom with the toilet seat down. I remember this in the book, yes. Yes, and the doors closed and I am crying to her saying, oh, whatever. It was probably some tabloid something. And she said, say thank you right now. So I was like saying thank you. Why am I saying thank you? Why do you say thank you when you're going through the worst of times? You say thank you because you know your faith is strong enough, your belief is strong enough, you will get to the other side, this too shall pass. That's the key. Say thank you right now. If you're going through a tough time, say thank you right now because you know it'll pass and it's the gratitude that gets you through it. If life is good, say thank you right now because it's your thank you that's gonna make you appreciate it. If you've got a problem with somebody else, Say thank you right now because it's that thank you that's going to enable your relationship to grow. Gratitude is the key to the life that we want. And when we express it, everything around us starts to change. And our life goes from being good to great to maybe just maybe touching awesome. This is the Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari on the Blaze Radio Network.